Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hello and welcome to the College Investor Audio Show. So glad you are with us today. Today we take a look at taxes when you want to invest in farmland. Very cool topic. Let's get started. So farmland investing provides a very unique way for investors to gain exposure to agriculture and real estate at the same time. It's an asset that's relatively uncorrelated to the stock market. As you probably heard it said, land. They ain't making more of it. However, farmland investors must understand the unique investment at tax time too. If you own farmland or you sold farmland in the last year, Here's what you need to know about farmland taxes. First of all, let's take a look at the types of taxes that farmland investors are going to need to pay. Farmland investors typically pay income taxes on rental income earned from the farm and, of course, capital gains taxes when they sell the farm for a profit. Rental income that you made from the farm is taxed as unearned income. How is it not earned? Come on. Anyway, investors pay income taxes on the net income from the farm, but they don't need to pay Social Security or Medicare taxes. Net income includes all rental income, less legitimate expenses. Farmland investors may receive distributions greater or less than the net income, but the taxes they pay are based on income. If an investor uses a partnership or corporation to invest, the net income from the company is what's taxed. In the past, most farmland investors owned land directly, but that is starting to change. Companies like Acre Trader, Yield Street, and Farm Together are making it easier for smaller investors to invest in farmland. These companies typically use the partnership model to structure deals. Now let's take a look at capital gains. When farm investors sell farmland or shares of a farm investment company, they will pay capital gains taxes. If they've owned the farm for less than a year, any gains are subject to short-term capital gains rates. If you have held the farmland for more than a year, you'll pay the lower, long-term capital gains tax rates. What forms do farmland investors need to file? Hmm, great question. Let's answer it now. The tax forms that farmland investors need to file depending on their investment activities and also how their investment is structured. Direct farm owners may fill out the IRS Form 4835. This form details income and expenses associated with farmland ownership. Once that form is complete, the information can be transferred to Schedule E. Schedule E is the part of a tax return that reports passive income, such as rents or royalties. Investors who own farmland through a pass-through corporation or a company will not have to fill out IRS Form 4835. Instead, they receive a Form K-1 from the company. This form can be used to fill out Schedule E on the tax returns. A K-1 is a form that reports income cost basis in a deal along with income and losses. When an investor sells farmland or shares in a farmland investment, the final profits will be reported on Schedule D. Direct farmland owners must be responsible for tracking their cost basis and profits on their own. Investors who use partnership structure can typically use the K-1 form to report their cost basis and final profits. Do I have to file multiple state tax returns? 
Farmland investors always need to file state tax returns in the state where the farm is located, of course. This can be done two ways. Composite tax returns. Most states allow a pass-through entity, like a farm investment company, to file a composite return on behalf of its non-resident individual owners. This return replaces the need for individuals to file in those states. When a farm investment company files a composite return on behalf of its investors, individuals don't need to file a second return on their own. The state where the farm is located receives tax money when out-of-state investors pay income tax in their state. The composite tax return is the easiest way for investors to file taxes. But some states don't allow it, so keep an eye on that. Individual state returns. With an individual state return, an investor must file their entire tax return in the state where their farm is located in the state where they live. They will be charged an income tax in proportionate to the amount of income earned in that state. Filing state tax in two states does not result in paying double state taxes. A person who earns five grand in farm investment income in Nebraska and $95,000 in wage income in Minnesota will need to file returns in both states. Nebraska will charge income tax based on $5,000 in income. Minnesota will charge income tax based on $95,000 of income. Most tax software makes it easy to file multiple state returns as long as you accurately enter the information. Now the depreciation question. Can you claim depreciation on farmland? Unlike most real estate investments, farmland investments don't typically qualify for a depreciation deduction. Depreciation is used to allocate the cost of an investment over the asset's useful life. Farmland is considered to have an indefinite useful life, so it doesn't typically qualify for depreciation. However, there are exceptions to this rule. Fruit and vine crops have a limited production life cycle. Therefore, land with these crops includes deductible improvements. Additionally, structures such as barns, livestock pens, any other improvements are subject to wear and tear. These assets can absolutely be deducted. Other legitimate expenses can also be deducted too, like farmland investors who own physical land may have to pay for seeds, labor, and equipment rentals, just to name a few expenses. Passive farmland investors rarely have to worry about itemizing or claiming legitimate expenses and deductions. The company managing the investment will typically report income and losses on your IRS Form K-1. How can you file taxes on your farmland investment? Hmm. If you've invested in farmland through a legal partnership, filing taxes should be relatively easy. By March 15th, the company will send you a Form K-1. You can enter the information on this form into any tax software. The software will then appropriately calculate your tax burden based on the information in the return. The partnership will also let you know whether you need to file a tax return in multiple states or whether you can file in just your state of residence. Okay, keep this in mind though. Filing taxes in multiple states tends to cost a little bit extra. However, it's not difficult to file using tax software like TurboTax or H&R Block. Simply following the workflow for multiple states allows users to accurately file. As long as you use the right software, it's pretty easy. And we have tons of reviews, by the way, on tax software every single year. Starting in January, we run through all the latest updates and the greatest software that's out there for you and your situation. You can always find that at thecollegeinvestor.com. You can also dig a little bit deeper on farmland investing 
and all things investing, and money for that matter. Again, it's thecollegeinvestor.com. Thanks again for stopping by today, and we'll talk to you again real soon.